Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, hi guys. Hi, oh, yeah. Well, I, I guess this thing's on. Um, this is uh, a, a poem I wrote um, called uh, Light, "Life's a Wreck." So what the heck? <laughs> no, sir. Where you? No. Where you? What's up? Where are you guys going? Today on the podcast, we've got a consultant in career solutions for LHH Knightsbridge, an instructor for the School of Journalism and RTA Sport Media at Ryerson University, and a sports analyst for CTV News, Dan Berlin. Welcome to the podcast. Great to be here, Kyle. Thanks for having me today. Of course. So today on the podcast, we're going to be talking about uh, and something that you're very well versed in, and that's kind of purpose in men's lives and how it can affect uh, their mental health. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, it's actually a topic I'm really passionate about. I'm 46 years old now. Uh, you know, interestingly, uh, having had the opportunity to be uh, your you know, prof here at Ryerson yeah. University kind of brings me back to my days when I was at McGill University uh, in my early 20s and was kind of had lost my yeah. purpose and, yeah. and created a really interesting journey. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we talked a little bit beforehand about... Uh, and I'm sure it's kind of seemed like the past 20 years have, have flown by because I was saying that it seems like these past three years going into my fourth year now at Ryerson um, have kind of gone by in the blink of an eye. But sure. during that time, I've lost purpose, found purpose, been on an incredible you know, personal journey. Uh, and now to uh, kind of be sitting here going into my final year being what I feel right now is the best version of myself in a sense and uh, you know, feeling confident and just the fact that I am who I am and uh, handling things that uh, come at me. It's a, it's a powerful feeling when you have that sense of purpose in your life. Yeah, it certainly can be. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, just to say that you're feeling like the best version of yourself yeah. is, is exciting to hear. Totally. I'm sure for you to hear yourself yeah. even say those words. I think the idea of what you sort of talk about, that it is a journey. And yeah. there are, you know, are many highs and lows. And it also comes with trying to draw perspective on past experiences and you know we talk a little bit about wisdom as a word and what is wisdom and wisdom is living your life and what you learn from your life and i i have a great 
appreciation for uh, young people like yourself and the challenges faced with trying to find purpose because ultimately there's a lot of pressures in today's world and a lot of mixed messages in trying to ultimately figure out what is our purpose here what is meaningful Um, you know to harken back to what I alluded to with respect to my university career when I first started I ended up, I wanted to be a professional baseball player. Um, that was my purpose in my teenage years. Yeah. And then when it came time to graduate from high school and go to university, I had a choice to go to an American university on, on partial scholarship. To pursue the dream. In a to sense. pursue the dream. Yeah. Um, but I didn't have the financial means to make that happen. And yeah. what ended up happening was I ended up at a great institution, McGill University. Absolutely. But... I had no purpose because I, I was I sort of defaulted yeah. to an English major. Uh, that wasn't what I was passionate about, and I actually left McGill after after two years. And um, you know, certainly as mental health is is you know the overarching theme of why we're talking and what this podcast is all about. Uh, you know, I remember falling into a, a pretty deep depression at that time trying to figure out why this was happening to me and trying to find a way forward when ultimately I still felt this heavy burden from having my dreams or what I thought were my dreams dashed and not really having the understanding of what opportunities absolutely really lied ahead for me and and that again came with time you know so what ended up happening was um you know, full circle, I ended up going to Australia to pursue baseball because baseball gives me purpose. Mm-hmm. Baseball gives me a grounding, makes me feel, um, you know, like I can use good energy and yeah. sort of find find some balance in, in my life working out wise. But it also gave me an incredible opportunity to meet people and, and put myself out there in a really positive way. The long and the short of it is when I got back from Australia after this really unique and incredible one-year experience and feeling good about myself and feeling, uh, hearing the same words. I feel yeah. like I feel great again. Yeah, I, I feel, feel like me. I, yeah, yeah, totally, totally. I feel like I'm living a life with purpose. Um, that was when uh, Sportsnet launched. Yeah. Really, I came back. Sportsnet had been la- had launched uh, a month earlier. And uh, I had a, you know, a friend who I was able to leverage who was working there who helped get me in the door and i spent uh, 11 great years interestingly enough you know that gave me purpose sports is this passion that all i always knew as long as it was sports related i was going to be interested totally you know totally and when uh when my time at sportsnet ended you know interestingly enough it was at that time that i felt this need to go back to finish my education, sure. yeah. you know, yeah. that was sort of compelling me. There was purpose behind it. I felt like, yeah, of course, having a degree today's day and age is important. For sure. You know, it's it's yeah. kind of a, a box that you need to be able to check. Mm-hmm. Um, and then sure enough, I came to Ryerson and really within a very short amount of time, found great purpose in working with younger students and being able to be a mentor and help students perhaps avoid some of the pitfalls that I had experienced 20 years earlier. Um, So that was really interesting and unique. 
And then the other part was I ended up uh, really realizing that Ryerson was this wonderfully collaborative environment mm-hmm. of like-minded people who yeah. really wanted to do good work. Really is, for sure. And uh, I decided at that point that I could see myself, uh, you know, at least one of the hats that I could wear is yeah. finding a way to give back uh, at Ryerson. So that that's kind of a, you know, a short, long version, if you will, of of my journey, a 15-year journey to finding you know, finding purpose in yeah. my life. And I've been sort of riding that ever since. Did you find like when you went through, cause I know, and I mean, I can speak from personal experience as, you know, being a young man uh, and, and feeling like recently going through a time in my life where I, I felt like I lost purpose, but I, I didn't really know what my purpose was, but I just felt that kind of empty. There was supposed to be something there. And I was like, what, well, you know, what is this thing that I'm missing? Uh, and, and then for it to kind of, in a sense, come full circle and evolve and, and grow and really realize that, you know, my purpose in life, and this was something that uh, when I'd went through some of my darkest times uh, with my, with my mental health journey, uh, and I was, and I was in uh therapy and you know talking to people and really uh kind of diving deep and really trying to figure out what was what was going on um one of the kind of conclusions i came to was i wanted to help people in a sense whatever that you know might be uh and whether and i kind of thought whether that's a distraction with sports or whether that's you know addressing an issue head on and really um kind of saying like here's what i went through here's what you, you know something that you might be going through as well and here's a, an experience that maybe i've went through that you don't have to go through to learn the lesson in a sense that i did sure um and, and that was something that i you know found was very important but what i want to know from you is when you were kind of going through this very dark part of your life what was kind of those first little steps that you were taking to kind of go in the other direction to swing the pendulum the other way yeah it's it's a great question and i'll, I'll answer that and then i want to sort of come back to you with something mm-hmm. that you said as it relates uh, to your own purpose hard to pinpoint exactly but sure. i can say this i could if somebody were to ask me think of a time when you were at your best mm-hmm. and it caused me to really think and i always felt like i was at my best similar to what you described opportunities to help people yeah. try to make a difference in other people's that lives connection Find, mm-hmm. find that connection. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well put. So I was, you know, fortunate enough that I had been doing great work in a summer capacity working actually at the CN Tower. I spent a number of summers there wow. doing what I loved it. I mean, that <laughs> yeah. was the job. Very that, Toronto job. What a weird small town kid thing to say. The job that, yeah, totally. But more so, you know, I was born and raised in Toronto and had felt always, uh, I had a customer service and a guest service background i you know worked in that capacity but what this gave me was you know the opportunity to really be an ambassador uh, in this city uh to people who are coming here from all over the world yeah and it wasn't a responsibility uh that i took lightly in fact i, I thrived in it and i was incredibly shy so i think part of it is that ability to really find the strength the bravery, the courage to yeah. put yourself out there. I know totally. for me, um, you know, when I was really struggling, mm-hmm. it was a reclusive yeah. type. I, oh, I just Absolutely. To- I totally withdrew. Mm-hmm. And then I recognized that there was there was a joy, a, a lightness to being able to be with other people and, yeah. and try to do something that that worked. I mean, it's it's hard. For even me to imagine a time where I was so shy that I couldn't even really speak up in front of groups of people. Uh, yeah. yep. 
but you know to to steal from the outliers and Malcolm Gladwell and the idea that you need like ten thousand reps before yeah. you master a yep. skill. Those trips up and down the elevator at the CN Tower, where I presented at one, in one minute intervals to twenty unique visitors, yep. you know, twenty to thirty and that times an hour. Individual eye contact, that individual connection yeah. on a small scale, must have been yeah, it kind of jump starts all that. Yeah. So while everything was sort of trending downward at university, the the nice part for me was that there were actually a lot of good things happening in my life. It was just about trying to redirect my focus and channel my energy to say and, and you realize hindsight that you know not everything's perfect all the time you know it's it's it is a bit of a juggle yeah. but i was able to recognize that there were a lot of good things and i just made the bold decision to leave mcgill because i knew deep down that it wasn't the right situation for me and looking back, as hard as it was, uh, you know, it, it took some, some courage at that time to do it because there were, you know, pressures to, to have to stay. And I just knew I shouldn't. Um, I ultimately um, got a promotion at the CN Tower and they gave me opportunities to grow there. And then, you know, after spending two years as a, you know, in my early 20s doing public relations work and again, just honing some skills from a writing and a presentation standpoint. I said, okay, that's great. Yeah, I'm going to go to Australia now, mm-hmm. and I'm just going to go live my life. Nice. And I, you know, and that was a pivotal, pivotal moment in my life because I, it was really breaking free and asserting my own independence and, and not letting all the noise really um, dictate how I was going to act. You know, why am I at school here? Well, everyone's saying you got to be in school. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I, I went to Australia because that was something I wanted to do. I pursued baseball because yeah. it was awesome. I was missing it. And uh, I probably grew more in that one year away than I probably had in the previous five. So yeah. it, was, uh, it, was, it was a real turning point for me. And when I came back, I... I had a renewed sense of purpose. Now, to ask you the question, though, I, I mean, you you sort of refer to this idea that you've experienced some growth mm-hmm. as you've sort of entered into a point where you feel good about yourself, yeah. like best version. Yeah. What is it about purpose that you found that's so important for you? You know, it's always interesting to have that kind of conversation because it's a conversation that I think starts with yourself. Uh, and you have to really, you have to... I think it's when you find the courage and the belief to be the most genuine, authentic version of yourself, when that kind of courage and that, you know, belief in yourself flares, flares up and you say, whoa, this is something that I haven't really seen before. I think that that's a good indication of you're, you're on a path that's even without even realizing, even if it's subconsciously that it's the healthier path that you're kind of in a sense like destined to to be on. Uh, when I first started doing this podcast and I first started talking to people about, you know, oh, I think I might want to do like a mental health podcast. Don't know if you caught it. He has a, he has a podcast. Did he mention that? He has a podcast. It, it just, there was something about it that just kind of felt right. Um, I experienced over, uh, you know, when I was in my first, second, you know, third year, uh, specifically my second and third year, there was times where I felt, um, I, I just didn't feel like I was at, I didn't feel like I had the fire 
anymore. When I when I was when I was younger, and I talk about this on the podcast a little bit, um, is uh, you know I went through these really tough times, but there was always kind of this driving force of I, I I believe in better. I believe that there's a better tomorrow. I believe that this isn't whatever you know this isn't what my life's gonna completely look like. I think that I can change this. Uh, and I felt like there were, I got to a point when I was at school um, where I was just like. I just didn't have that fire anymore. I didn't have that push to be great. I didn't have that push to, you know, be the best that I had when I was younger because I believed in, and I, like, I, I did, I believed in a better tomorrow. Um, and so when I kind of, I, I felt like I was on autopilot, which I think was, was slowly chipping away at uh, my self-esteem. It was slowly chipping away at, uh, you know, I just like the relationships in my life, the people in my life, I just wasn't myself. I, I wasn't. And the thing is, I, I don't want to, split the two people up like I, I had talked about a little bit before it's all me sure it's all kyle it's all kyle Moore. Uh, but now i just it's just a more authentic i'm not trying to be anybody else uh, and that that's what feels right and i think that that's when i found this like little thing that i was kind of like started to take a little bit from it and it was just kind of kept giving and giving and giving and i felt you know full again and i felt like i had this fire and i was like i want to grow this podcast and I want to do yeah. this and I want to do that and I want to share this message and then I want to alter it into something else and all of a sudden it was like uh, it was like a scene in a movie where the warehouse was dark Okay. and uh, the hero kind of walks in and he flicks the lights like this one light switch and all of a sudden all these machines start lighting up again and that's kind of that's kind of how I felt was I wow. kind of walked into this darkness and just was kind of like flick the light on and all of a sudden these little things that I hadn't felt in a very long time started to fire back up and I was like yeah this is like this this feels good this feels right yeah. i think that that was what uh purpose did for me and even that that's the thing is i think that there's a difference between short-term purpose and long-term purpose and this you know is uh, a short-term to long-term purpose but it started as a short-term purpose i started focusing on one podcast at a time right. making sure it got out on fridays making sure i was learning how to use uh, all this audio editing software and different right. things like that teaching myself again and it just, I just became a student of life again. Yeah. And it felt, it felt great. It felt great. Well, I mean, it's, it's pretty interesting. You know, you talk about rekindling this fire and it's, mm. I mean, that's, you know, and that very powerful imagery that you use too, to really describe that. Cause I think that that makes a lot of sense. And what I kind of hear is that you sort of subscribe to this idea of taking kind of small steps absolutely have you thought at all about where you could see this potentially taking you for sure for sure that's uh i think that there's a power in taking the small steps but setting lofty goals um goals that are a lot of steps away but every step that you take is a little bit closer and closer to that goal um one day i'd probably like to write a book uh, that's something that's kind of on uh on my list of things to do um i want to yeah i want to write a book i want to take a pot i want to bring mental health uh and men's mental health but just mental health as a whole um i think in the next five ish type of years and the thing is the mental health is on a mental health stigma is on a very interesting swing right now where i think that it's talked about so much um that it's almost uh, it, it glamorizes certain aspects of mental health so i think that there's a lot of work well i mean even um we were talking a little bit beforehand about Andrew Luck and his decision to retire and, uh, you know, your decision to leave school. Like these are things that are met with incredible, incredible scrutiny from people who don't, you know, can't look inside your head. Sure. So to, to not necessarily believe these people, like I think there's still a lot of work to be done. And, uh, over the next couple of years, I want to use my skills, my resource, my drive, my passion, um, to bring this to the forefront 
handle it the best that I feel like I can. And then uh, from there, start setting some more lofty goals after that. Yeah. And I think, you know, you, you touch on some really interesting words, you know, passion, drive and pursuit and how that all lends itself um, to purpose mm-hmm. and ultimately through purpose to finding, you know, fulfillment. Mm-hmm. And that is different for everybody. So, yeah. I mean, sometimes it's just having, you know, the strength and the courage to start a podcast and right. put, and put yourself out there in a very, in a new way, in a genuine way. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love what you talked about with respect to authenticity because I, I feel like part of the push and pull in, in trying to find purpose is that is uniquely about a person and their self. It had really, my purpose can't be this isn't going to be yeah, the same as exactly. yours and isn't going to be the same as anyone else's. And rather than judge, we want to really kind of be open to what is potentially out there. Mm-hmm. And I also I'm really, you know, I mean, I'm excited for you because, you. well, I am because not only are you speaking with this renewed passion that you describe, but just even as I asked you a question like we can't predict the future, mm-hmm. but. You have goals. Mm-hmm. You recognize that there are opportunities, yeah. and it and, and they're fluid and organic in their own ways too. Absolutely, like I mean, sure. the idea of of writing a book, bringing awareness to mental health. You know, those are those are some great bucket list items. And then on the day to day, it's hey, just putting your head down and, mm-hmm. and producing a, a podcast. Well, that's the thing is, I still you know, sports are such a still such a huge part of my life. And I talked, you know, last week on the podcast, or I guess a couple of weeks ago on the podcast, uh, about, about sports and what sports has meant to me. Uh, and that's still a world that I want to be incredibly involved. And in. I was having a conversation with an individual the other day and, uh, and I, I was talking to them about, you know, what I felt my purpose was right now and what I felt my passions were. And I talked a lot about mental health and they said, well, you're not, you're not in school to do all these kind of things. You're in school for sports. You know what? I think, I think you might have a point. I'm just, I, I'm just saying, I'm just saying. Uh, and, and it was one of those things, like, I kind of stepped back and was like, it's true. But I think that there's still, there's so many ways in which both can overlap. And I can still oh, yeah. dive into this world of sports that I love so much and that means so much to me. While also focusing on the mental side of it and furthering a conversation and connecting with people. And that's something that I love to do uh, that I got away from for a lot of years was connecting with people and networking uh, and, and building relationships with people i I find such joy in that uh and then uh and and to do that in the world of sports is something that you know i still love but i think that there's you know passions and purpose can kind of overlap it can be a stacked deck if you will oh absolutely Mm -hmm. and listen there are tangible skills like learning how to you know edit video yeah that's a hard skill and obviously your audio skills are at play here in producing a podcast Mm -hmm. But those soft skills and and in in career transition, we'll refer to those as transferable skills Mm -hmm. and they and they really are. So how do what you're doing, how can you apply that in many, many different facets of your life from from your relationships to your work life to, you know, your extracurricular life and everything in between? So, you know, the idea that you can communicate effectively you know what a important skill that is whether it be orally or written or visually that ability to tell a story or that ability to tell your story um or just converse Mm -hmm. and be genuine and genuine can also involve hey this isn't only about what i have to say but being open and 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 hearing other people and Mm -hmm. and having a real connection yeah meaningful connection on that level Mm -hmm. um you know 
I didn't, I, I know you sort of touched on it, but as you've taken some time, and I think something that's worth exploring a little bit is the idea of how somebody really can either define or figure out what their purpose is. Mm-hmm. What do you look at, Kyle, as sort of a, a turning point in this journey of the last two years where you were able to kind of maybe an aha moment mm-hmm. or something that said, I really think this is it? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a really good question, and I think it refers to a question I want to ask you about some of the uh, gentlemen that you work with in your career solutions uh, profession, in your consulting work. Um, because I think for me, because of the nature of what I was going through, uh, I think that it clicked for me the day w- the day that I woke up and I kind of said, I want to start doing it for me again. I think that was kind of like, I want to start loving myself again, uh, and or I want to... I want to figure out what it means to love myself. I want to figure out what it means to be doing everything in my life for me. Uh, and, and that's when everything really started to turn around. I started to work out not to look better or not to impress anyone. I started to work out to feel better, to keep my body healthy. Uh, I went vegetarian um, about four or five months ago now. And that was a decision that uh, I made because I wanted to do this. I wanted to try. I've always been interested in nutrition. I wanted to try these things. And I started to really focus on the I, the me. Um, I, I started to focus all of this energy and this negative energy that I was putting out. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I started to deal with it uh, myself. And I started to kind of maneuver it into these things that I could use to put positive energy out there. And and it does. It goes all back to this word of being the most genuine, authentic version of myself because I tried so long to be something that I wasn't. Um, and it, uh, and it kind of started to pick away and tear, yeah, how does tear that me apart. Make, how does that make you feel? I yeah. mean, it's just, it feels great. You know, it yeah, really does. The, the good is yeah. that when you're doing everything for the wrong reasons, oh, forever, just, it's just, like you said, it, it basically tears at your soul. It takes mm-hmm. away at your soul yeah. at that level. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, thanks for sharing that. Absolutely. Um, and I wanted to uh, I wanted to kind of toss that question, similar yeah. question back at you. Sure. Uh, because I'm sure that you, in, in your work, a lot of the times when uh, men are going through mental health issues later mm-hmm. in their lives for the first time, a lot of the times it's to do with relationships, it's to do with their work life. Sure. Uh, it, it's these external stresses that are being put on them that are new, whether it's losing a job right. or, uh, you know, demotion or anything like that. What is it about the, the gentleman that you work with? And, and when you're kind of guiding them into different... Uh, avenues of life things that they might have not even knew existed um what is it that kind of helps them take those first couple steps in refinding that yeah. purpose well it's it's a great question you know i speaking of wearing a couple of hats yeah. i wear a consultant's hat where my job is to help advise a mm-hmm. client uh, the other role which i take um very seriously as well is the coaching role where that hat is and the coaching is really built on the premise that the answers lie within mm-hmm. the person that you're speaking with. And the job then is to ask powerful questions to invoke some self-awareness and self-reflection Absolutely. to ultimately try to allow that person to better understand who they are yep. so that through that awareness that they can come up with their own insights mm-hmm about themselves and then use those insights to make to put towards actually taking action so here you describe yourself you're taking some time gaining some insight about yourself and this Mm -hmm. need to be your authentic self which is very powerful insight to have and now 
to be true to yourself and to be good to yourself, yeah, right? So instead of punishing yourself yeah. and your inner critic being constantly saying, what's wrong with me and why, you know, and nothing's yeah. destined to work out and this is my situation toward, no, I'm going to do, I'm going to take care of myself yeah. and eat better and yeah. work out. And then mm-hmm. it's, you know, there's physiological, obviously, physical and physiological advantages to doing that type of work, totally. which is how you feel, the yeah. endorphins and everything else. But just even that shift in mindset, start taking care of yourself is powerful. It's meaningful in its own right. And then just again, the fact that the answers really lie within, and I will say this much, I can't advise. Mm-hmm. What, I, what I try to do is recognize that each person that I sit across from has really nothing in common with me. Yeah, Everybody is on their own journey. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's an opportunity to get into really much like this, really meaningful uh, conversations to mm-hmm. help people realize that there is opportunity and there is action that yeah. they can take based on their own self-realizations about what's important to them. And I think that really becomes the focus. Mm-hmm. What I do believe is, is that some self-awareness combined with direction Sometimes it's just taking some time to ask what's important to me yeah. and then understanding what choices mm-hmm. actually exist. What choices sit in front of me now? Yeah. Knowing that your choice now isn't to write the great Canadian novel. Exactly. Your choice right now is to say, what can I do right now? I yeah. can make a podcast. Mm-hmm. I, can, I can be a voice yeah. and, and give back. And you know, I'm sure the podcast... To put it back at you, check, you know, hits a lot of check marks for you totally. in terms of, I mean, I'd love to hear what, like when you think of what is so meaningful to you about producing a podcast, what, what is it about it that you just, that the fire's lit? Mm-hmm. Well, I, I'm a big believer in that. Here we go, buckle in for the longest five minutes of your life. Changing your life is, is actually very simple. Um, if you want to change your entire life, if you want to put yourself in a better position, you have more good days than you have bad days. And which seems, you know, you're boiling this incredibly complex thing down to something so simple, but you have more good days than you have bad days. And that's how you start to kind of turn things around. And how do you have more good days than the bad days is you focus on the 24 hours in front of you. And when you focus on the 24 hours in front of you, all of a sudden you have the best 24 hours that you can day after day after day after day. And all of that is compound interest in the grand scheme of life. So with the podcast, this is something that I do once a week. It's a weekly basis. So it's these small little things. But every week, it's the I try to put out the best podcast that I possibly can. Okay, debatable. And And it does, it just keeps that fire it just fuels it. Keep pumping coal into the stove because on a weekly basis, I teach myself more things. I, I grow as a content creator. Um, as a producer, I learn how to use audio in, in new and interesting ways to kind of tell a story uh, with, with just you know two guys sitting in an office with, with microphones. It's something that's so... It, there's so much that can be done with the world of, of audio and, and listening and what we can do with just hearing what other people have to say. It's like you can build a connection with millions of people through a laptop and just sending out radio waves. Um, and I think the other thing was for me was the podcast is, uh, you know, it is, it's audio in my background, as I, I alluded to a little bit before we went, uh, went live 
uh, my background was in radio. I worked four years as a disc jockey at a local country station. And it, it just felt there was something about it that when I started doing audio again, I was so always so fixated these past couple of years and, and, you know, it's still a goal of mine that I do. I, you know, I want to be on air presenting. Uh, I want to be building connections, storytelling with a camera there. And I, you know, I want to share that with the world, but audio was just something that was kind of like, this was my first media love was when I got to go in at six o'clock in the morning on Saturday mornings and sit down and, and, and fire up the, you know, you know, all the machines and different things like that. And I got to sit there as a 15, 14 year old kid in a, in a radio station. This was like a dream come true for me. So to kind of be doing it all now myself, it was, uh, you know, it just, as I said, it felt genuine. It felt real. It felt, uh, like I wasn't trying to force anything. It just felt natural. Um, and that's what the podcast is, I think is kind of in a nutshell done for me, but it's, it's, you know, it's also been a chance to, to come to terms with, uh, with just, a lot of different aspects of myself because when I start the pot, you know, when I, I write down some things I want to talk about when I do the podcast, but I don't structure it. I don't, I, I let myself kind of, I let my mind in a sense wander, sure. go where it may similar, very similar to meditation. Uh, and, and when I'm listening back and I'm going through an editing, like I'm learning so much about myself on a weekly basis and I'm able to take that into the next week and better myself and then take that into the next week and better myself. And it is all just these tiny little steps. And I'm a huge believer in the journey's long, but the steps are small. And, and that's what the podcast's, even though it's such a small thing, just a bunch of recording ups and downs um, on a screen, that's it's meant a lot for sure, for sure. Yeah, yeah. it shows. Mm-hmm. You know, it definitely shows. And uh, you know, when I when I tie it back, you know, to purpose, and you know, obviously, it gives you this what you describe this weekly sort of reminder about mm-hmm. you know how what I'm hearing you say like keeps me in check, keeps me on the right track. I'm doing the, doing the work. I'm being true to myself. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, the, those types of checks and balances are important. I mean, that right there is a great example of mindfulness, right? Even just to make every day, um, you know, the word I use and it's sort of brought up recently was being zestier in my life. Zestier. I try to make every day (laughs) zesty because what is, what is zest? you know, zest for life. Yeah. It's, it's being passionate about the fact that you're alive and we get incredible. We get the chance to yeah. do it. Yeah. And I listen, there are, there are tough days. I mean, mm-hmm. at the, and life is challenging, yeah. but you know, the idea that I can approach it with, uh, some zest and, and really, as you like put that. it, yeah. Try yeah. to make those 24 hours, uh, as good as they can be. Uh, it's, uh, yeah, it could be pretty, pretty thrilling exhilarating exhausting and kind of everything in between Mm -hmm. yeah it's one of those things that uh, when you do look at the 24 hours in front of you and you make the most out of it really you'll see even after three or four days you'll be like wow i really had a pretty great week and even if you you know have a bad day and you got to chalk one up to the bad guys like it's still you know you've still largely outweighed the negatives with the positives so that's uh especially when you're going through a lot of the you know different struggles in your life if you've lost your job if you if you don't feel like you have purpose anymore if there's aspects of your life that are lives that are draining you to say i'm going to take charge i'm not going to blame other people i'm not going to go external i'm going to go internal with it and i'm going to take responsibility for this time that i have that i've been fortunate enough to be given with this lottery of life um it's a very powerful thing to to take that mindful approach and i'm sure that that's you know when you work with people who you can tell are, are doing jobs that they're kind of, and I said this on one of the first podcasts I ever did. Um, I, I said, 
I've never been in an opportunity, been in a position where I've had, I've been forced to work a job I didn't like to make ends meet. Um, and I've been very fortunate that way. I grew up with incredibly supportive parents um, who had good jobs. Uh, you know, I, I was a very fortunate kid. And when I, you know, I've never, I've never been in that position, so it's hard to speak on it. But I know for a fact that when you're doing something that you're, you know, when you're just checking in to check out, there's it's just, hard. It's hard. It's yeah. it, it's really hard. And you know, even you talk about the many hats I wear. So. Money is not my driving mm-hmm. force. I mean, I do believe money comes, and I'm fortunate enough to make a living and to help support my family yep. and live in Toronto. But I will say that um, isolating what my purpose and what I consider to be fulfilling work has always been at the epicenter of why I take the jobs that yeah. I do. I'm yeah. here, I'm fortunate enough to be at Ryerson teaching here because. Um, I, I I mean, my purpose in life is, is to give back and to serve others. That is my, and it, it wasn't always there. You know, I think that came from just recognizing that when I give back and make a difference in other people's lives, it gives tremendous meaning to my yeah. own. Yeah. Um, that's, that's me. So now all of the opportunities that I seek need to have that as the core component of yeah. the work that I do. So yeah. as a professional coach in training as a athletic coach as a teacher an instructor um you know it's all built in you know whether it's in the classroom on the sports field or in the boardroom so uh it it becomes a situation where i uh, i can live every day with with this passion yeah. because uh i'm i'm doing what i feel like i'm meant to be doing to be doing yeah. and work doesn't become a means to an end and maybe i am fortunate to have that opportunity but i can look back and say as somebody who you know dropped out of university in my early 20s i always did it my way yep. i always had a an eye on what i loved and yep. it was usually sports related yep. and somewhat service based and yep. service related and i've just sort of followed that and uh you know just fortunate to be able to do the kind of work that I love. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it does. It seems like everything, you know, when you when you do look at your your portfolio, your resume, uh, it is incredible. As an instructor, you're, you know, helping these young minds grow and find purpose, find what they're passionate about. As a career consultant, you're helping, you know, people who are a little bit later into their lives kind of refine purpose or, or, or find a renewed sense of who they are. Like every, it seems like you've kind of almost embedded a little bit of your purpose in purpose as a whole which is you know commendable you know for for a young person who has went through some of those tough times to know that there's people who you know have worked worked to help other people feel you know the best that they can well and well thank you and i think the message there is take the time to find your purpose and maybe even if in your full-time role Maybe it you can still find parts of that role or that job where you can still do purposeful work. I yeah. mean, I was always mindful of of what purpose and fulfillment meant to me, and I chose to follow that path. You know, in hearing you talk, Kyle, I mean, there's a lot, and you recognizing the importance of you know when we go back to earlier in our conversation when you had that moment where you realized. 
I need to be authentic. I yeah. need to be myself. So listen, for me, it's about giving back. That's my purpose. Yeah. I can't you know, say to everybody out there who's listening, that should be your purpose. That's the secret. Yeah. It's not. Mm-hmm. The secret is actually really looking at your values and your skills and your core and who you are and saying, I need to be doing this yeah. and how that aligns. And mm-hmm. if you find that alignment, generally speaking, the fulfillment seems to follow. Mm-hmm. I read a quote recently and I don't, and I, I kind of hope you'll agree with me on this one, but uh, it was a bit of a lengthy quote and I don't exactly remember word for word, but I'll kind of summarize in a sense. Uh, and it was saying when you find um, a role with purpose in your life. So you find a position, a job with, with purpose, you, you know, when you're there and you have that drive and you have that work ethic, and this is somewhere where you want to be that you truly love it. Like you love who you are in this space. Like the sky's the limit for you. There's no, there's no cap on how far you can go. But if you go into a company with a high, you know, high successful position, but it's something that you don't care about that, that does, there's nothing about that job that, you know, drives you, that fuels you, you're going to kind of go in the opposite direction. It's, it does, it's kind of the, summary is like it doesn't matter where you start your trajectory is based solely upon your passion who you who you are in this space that you've been given yeah i mean that's that's great insight and to take it you know to for me to try to define that is to say that if you look at work as a means to an end yeah even on a daily basis Mm -hmm. or like you know i'm doing this job for whatever myriad of reasons we have because it's not always easy and that's not to diminish why we do what we do right um you know if it's a means to an end it usually ends yeah and then you're Mm. still always going to come back to that point where you have to start yeah and that basis of where you must start i believe is it's really the reason we're talking today yeah what's your purpose what's meaningful what do you value? Uh, how do you define a fulfilled life with purpose? Um, you know, that I think that's attainable for everyone. I want to ask you one more question, if I may. You, you are the wearer of many hats. Mm-hmm. You Yet I'm hold, bald. Well, so I, maybe that's the problem. It's a safety, too many hats. It's a safety thing. We were talking about yeah, this. Yeah, it's, it's like Ally Afraidy. You wear a helmet too long and you got to <laughs> skull it before you know it. <clears throat> Yeah, just say the hats are just a means to the end of the follicles kind of thing. Right. Yeah, yeah. Not good for the uh, the follicles, exactly. <laughs> but I did want to ask you, it, it seems like, you know, you, you have defined, uh, in a sense, what your purpose in life is. So I want to know, over the next kind of five years, where do you see this passion, this purpose taking you? Well, I'm always looking for opportunities. Um, I, th- I feel like, um, you know, because I have a portfolio career where I don't work a conventional nine to five job yeah. and I fill up my schedule with the type of work that I love to do. So right now it's, it's in the classroom at Ryerson. Yep. It's, um, you know, again, in the boardroom working with a, a great company like LHH Knightsbridge and, and, you know, doing, you know, meaningful work with, you know, people who have just been let go from positions and are, you know, in need of uh, support. So I feel very grateful for that. Or it could be on a Saturday night going in front of a camera and just talking about football because, you know, that's just a pure passion play, just talking, talking sports and uh, connecting again, Mm -hmm. connecting. So the the common theme there is the connection. Um, You know, this pursuit of professional coaching is, is uh, something I'm very interested in. Um, 
it will always come back to, am I giving enough? Am I finding meaningful ways to give back to people? That really utilizes where what I feel like a, you know I'm good at, you know, yeah. talking to people, being professional, and utilizing my experiences, um, you know, to help with that. So, uh, my my hope is that I get to continue to do what I'm doing now and just and, and build on that with uh, an opportunity to work with uh, new clients. Uh, part of what I'm interested in, I'm very fascinated, much like what I went through as a aspiring baseball player, and then all of a sudden, you know before it even starts it's gone or in some cases you can have a great 10-year career and then you're you know in your late 20s and 30s and trying to figure out is working with athletes and uh, helping them helping athletes uh you know try to formulate their best lives and their best selves uh as part of their identity gets you know taken away if you will uh once their careers end, yeah, uh, I think that would be really meaningful, for sure. meaningful work. I think there's a great a great need for it as mm-hmm. well. Absolutely, well, I mean, we've seen it so often, so it's uh, definitely something that I think over the next couple of years will be brought to the forefront as science and all these things are uncovering new. Uh, I'll give Andrew you know, Luck a call. I'll see. Yeah, if he, I was going to say wants to sit down and talk. You hey, know, because I, I, I would, I would be, love to. I would love to as well. You know, but you know, even you brought up, you know, Andrew Luck. I think whatever judgment we can. You know, and everybody, it's a polarizing event, and we can all take a side. Yeah. Uh, it takes a great deal of courage to do what he did. I think yeah. no matter whether you agree with it or not. Absolutely. Uh, you know, um, to walk away from that game, that money, everything, after everything that you've been through, too, like all the times that you've came back to. But, but think about what, you know, what, what he said and what really drove. Well, like you ask yourself, why did he do this? Why is he walking away? Wasn't money? No, wasn't no, no, no. fame? You know, but no, I'm, I'm with you. I'm mm-hmm. just like, what was really happening that somebody who and he talked about the joy of the game had yeah. been taken away. Mm-hmm. Uh, talked about trying to not want to live in pain anymore. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's aspiring to have a purpose beyond. You it's know, incredible. Just yeah, throwing touchdown passes. Yeah. right. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, you know, there's a lot to unpack there, but I mean, just, I think it takes a tremendous amount of courage to do what he did. Well, Dan, I want to thank you so much for sitting down uh, and sharing your insight with me today. This has been a great learning experience for me. I'm sure it's been a great learning experience for my listeners. So I just want to say, uh, you know, from the bottom of my heart and from the Life's Direct community, thank you so much. Really appreciate it. Thanks for having me, Kyle. It's been an absolute pleasure. Quickly, before we go, guys, the challenge for this week is I want you to write down five things that you can imagine doing as like dream jobs, your five dream jobs, things that even just imagining writing them down, you just get excited thinking about the possibility of doing this as a full-time career, doing this, dedicating your life to this would be just, you know, a, a dream come true. I want you to write down those five things and I want you to focus on the emotions that you get while you write down those five things. And I want you to remember that emotion and then afterwards, write a little something down about the emotions that you felt and just describe them to yourself. Once you're aware of those emotions and how they make you feel, and wanting to kind of chase that that dream, that emotion, and feeling that emotion on a daily basis, I think that's a very powerful thing to keep in mind as you go into your day-to-day lives and you start making decisions when it comes to your life and your purpose. So make sure to focus on that, and that's going to be the challenge for this week. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Make sure to follow the podcast on Instagram at Life's a Rec Podcast, and follow me on Instagram as well, KyleMoore08, and on Twitter at KMoore0081. Guys, thank you so much for listening. Next week, we're going to be talking all about mental health and going back to school. Uh, this is a one 
one I'm really excited for. So uh, make sure to tune in for next week. Guys, uh, as I was just kind of sitting here making a couple edits to the podcast, I was just thinking, life's a wreck. So that was the podcast. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 